a voice for common sense and a face for radio. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Good night. What a mess. And I'm talking about the Democratic Iowa caucuses this past week. Is it time to overhaul the entire process or was this all really just a technical glitch on an app? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. You know, Iowa has an oversized impact on the process to nominate both the Republican and Democratic candidates for president. And as I said a little bit earlier in the program, I personally think the state's political parties have too much influence simply because they get to go first each election cycle. But you know what? Be that as it may, they still get to vote first. And it turns out Iowa did not ask my opinion on that. And I'm not the only one questioning that first in the nation status. So is the ACLU. Mike Moen has the story from Public News Service. Iowa's prominent role in the presidential nominating process is now being questioned after this week's delays and technical issues. The ACLU says no matter what happens in the future, more Iowans need access to the process. Iowa has long held one of the most closely watched events in the election cycle with its caucuses, as the first votes taken every four years. But with this year's delayed results, those who want Iowa to switch to a primary election and later on the calendar amplified their calls. Veronica Fowler with the ACLU of Iowa says her organization would at least like to see more improvements for people who can't take part. We have concerns about the current format because it's very difficult for a wide variety of marginalized people and and, and many others to actually participate. Fowler says there are access issues for people with disabilities, older people who can't travel, and for anyone who works in the evening. The Iowa Democratic Party said it did take steps this year to make the event easier for people with disabilities, including an online forum for voters to make accommodation requests. In addition to improving the caucus process, the ACLU hopes the state will expand voting rights to convicted felons. Iowa was the last state to have a complete ban on former felons being able to vote. Fowler says that needs to change. That could be something like stealing an expensive video game um, or um, uh, an expensive bicycle and you have a felony conviction and you can't vote for the rest of your life. The ACLU is hopeful that a bill in the Iowa Senate will lift the ban. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds has been supportive of the idea, but says she'd rather have it done by amending the state constitution. Mike Moen, Public News Service. In my part of the Midwest, and I live in the St. Louis area, it has been, well, it's been just a weird winter so far. For instance, last weekend it was almost 70 degrees, and a couple days later snow and ice. In addition to slick roads, other aspects of winter can be dangerous. And it's not just a warning for the elderly here. This is for everybody. Jason Howland from the Mayo Clinic has the update. The winter months can keep emergency departments busy. Shoveling's a big one. We see a lot of patients in the ER. Emergency medicine physician Dr. Sue Cullinan says to avoid a trip to the ER, it's best to push snow instead of hoisting and dumping it. It can be a big workout on your heart. If you start shoveling and you start having chest pain or shortness of breath, you should put that shovel down and rest and go in and be checked if it's chest pain. Another winter emergency that sends more than 20,000 people to the ER each year is carbon monoxide poisoning. We'll see people with symptoms that are mild 
result often headaches and they're nauseated. Um, they're a little confused at times, and it kind of depends on the level of their carbon monoxide poisoning. Dr. Cullinan says it can be serious, even deadly, so making sure you have working detectors is key to protecting you and your family from the colorless, odorless gas. But the most common injury that emergency departments see in the winter is falls. We have wrist injuries, hip injuries. One of the areas where we see falls is people getting out of cars. For the Mayo Clinic News Network, I'm Jason Howland. And speaking of safety and of health, February is American Heart Month. Here's a question. Should you get screened for heart disease even if you feel fine right now? Well, the answer is yes. As you get older, that becomes more important, but if you're not in your golden years yet, don't think that you are safe just because you're young. And I speak from experience here. I had a heart attack when I was only 40 years old, so it can happen to anybody. We've got another report from PNS's Mike Moen. He talked to both a medical expert and a survivor. Here's the story. Living a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean you won't end up with a heart illness. A Wisconsin doctor, along with a heart attack survivor, is raising awareness about the warning signs. February is National Heart Month, and experts say it's a good time to remind people about getting screened for heart disease. Aurora Healthcare cardiovascular surgeon Dr. David Kress says the diagnostic part of the process is huge because it can lead to treatment that can prevent something more serious. Going to the doctor to make sure that you don't have high blood pressure, you don't have diabetes, and you don't have high uh, lipids um, is pretty important because these are things that can really only be determined um, by looking for them. Kress says avoiding smoking also is a big help in preventing heart disease. According to the American Heart Association, a person suffers a heart attack in the U.S. every 43 seconds. In Wisconsin, roughly 265,000 people have coronary artery disease. Kim Christensen is a heart attack survivor from the Milwaukee area. She says when she had her scare four years ago, she was exercising on a regular basis and was in great shape overall. And while her cholesterol levels were on the higher end, she had no obvious signs of a heart attack in her future. I imagine everybody is a little bit like me, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, or my doctor says I'm okay. And then you just kind of coast with that feeling. Instead, I think taking some extra measures to make sure that you're um, pretty solid in your health, not a bad idea. Christensen and others say in addition to screenings or following up on them, sharing your family's heart history is a key prevention tool. As part of National Heart Month, this coming Friday is Wear Red Day, where people are urged to don red attire to raise awareness for heart disease. Mike Moen, Public News Service. Let's go back to the news for just a moment. Quick note on news and some politics. Uh, here's what's next for the campaign for the Democratic nomination for president. Obviously, President Trump will be the Republican nominee. The New Hampshire primary happens this Tuesday. And then the next Democratic presidential debate is Wednesday, February 19th. That one's going to happen in Las Vegas. And then three days later, on the 22nd, the Nevada caucuses take place. Another debate happens the following Tuesday, February 25th. And this one is in South Carolina. And then the South Carolina primary follows on Saturday, the 20th. 29th. Pretty busy schedule for the candidates, but you know what? We're all busy in some way, and all too often, busyness gets in the way of family connections, and well, those are important even if they are short. Mark Merrill has a reminder and some advice for us. There's an important call for you on line one. I'm Mark Merrill with today's Family Minute. It's tough to stay in touch with your kids when you spend most of your time at work and they spend most of their time in the classroom. One family handles it this way. 
When the kids get home from school, the first thing they do, even before they head to the refrigerator, is to call their father. It's not just a once in a while thing. Dad puts it on his calendar and sets that time aside every day so he'll be free when the call comes in. Even if there's nothing major to report, those short calls will bring long-term benefits and keep the lines of communication open. Remember, your family first. Want to connect with Mark on Twitter? Follow him at twitter.com slash markmerrill. Family tips, great resources, and a sneak peek into his life as a husband, father, and leader. The Family Minute with Mark Merrill, helping families love well. Well, tax season is upon us, and in addition to worrying about a tax bill from the IRS, the Better Business Bureau says thieves are now going high-tech, and if they have your Social Security number, they could take your refund and leave you with a big problem. Here's how it works. They file a fake return in your name, and then they direct a tax refund to their account. And then by the time you get around to filing your real return, you get a notice from the IRS saying that multiple tax returns have been filed in your name, and then it's up to you to figure out what happened and to sort out all the money. Now, to lessen your chance of becoming a victim, the BBB says to file as early as you can, and you should have all your tax documents by now, so go ahead and file right away. Research your tax preparer if they are new to you. You can look them up at the Better Business Bureau. You can just do a Google search and see if they have any problems with the reputation. But you can also set up what's called an identity protection PIN or IP PIN with the IRS. And this is a six-digit code that, along with your Social Security number, confirms your identity and makes it harder to compromise your tax and financial information. IRS.gov and BBB.org have more information on what you can do to protect yourself. Well, thank you once again for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page and look me up on Twitter. It's at AVP Radio Show. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.